also what makes it easier to enjoy all of the sensations that you go through during sex is that mm. you're taking away all of that pressure to have this idealistic experience of what you've been taught that sex is and it makes it easier for you Nanchi, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to Bangers and Yash. We're two brown girls navigating around the world of sex and sexuality. And although we stay educated, we by no means are experts in sex and sexuality. But we're here to keep ourselves informed while keeping you informed. So back, relax, and enjoy the joy around. Welcome back to Bangers and Yash. So we are on our final episode of our orgasm series. So we've done the male orgasm, the female orgasm, and now we're speaking no orgasm, just vibes. How exciting. How exciting. I'm so excited. So I'd like to preface this episode by starting with the fact that, listen, orgasms aren't for everyone. No. that's totally okay. Definitely not. That is totally, totally okay. So in our research, we were reading an article by Healthline that states that if sex has to have a goal, it should be pleasure and not an orgasm. I back that. A hundred percent. I completely, completely back that. Some of the best sex I've ever had at an orgasm during I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. No, definitely like some of the best sex and like some of the most pleasurable sex has been, has not resulted in an orgasm. And that's totally okay. Mm. And part of the reason why it's like this, according to Healthline, is that mainstream has defined sex as an act that starts with penetration and ends with a penis exiting a vagina. And basically, orgasm and sex has both centered around this action, leading to male ejaculation being the center focus of sex, when it really shouldn't be. It really shouldn't. And because all of this, like we discussed in our previous episodes, male orgasm and male ejaculation is so well-researched, so well-rounded, it's actually become the center of sex mm. but that's also led to an orgasm gap which i yeah that like when i read that i was like oh my word this is what i've been experiencing for most of my sexual life exactly this is why i don't give head so the <laughs> orgasm gap <laughs> again with the no head chat again with the no head chat you gotta be special so the orgasm gap basically states that 95 percent of the time men will reach orgasm while women only reach orgasm 65 percent of the time so this is really a highlight between the differences in sex when it comes to the, exper- the sexual experience of men and women. And this is specifically in like heterosexual relationships, obviously. But like we don't talk enough, even with our partners, about the fact that it's an expectation that men orgasm. Yes. And it's an added bonus. 
yes. if woman orgasm. And I think part of the reason why, and then it turns into like an even bigger conversation of like men being like, you know what, the woman I'm with also has to orgasm mm. because mm. that makes me more masculine, makes me more of a man, you know? But there shouldn't be a finish line in sex. Sex should be about pleasure and Mm. the problem is when you create this finish line and you create this boundary between what men and women experience during sex and what it should lead to you create this preconceived um expectation and notion of what it means to have sex you start to limit the ways in which you experience pleasure Mm. you know and i think it goes back to even like your chat about not giving head i think for me like one of the main reasons why i started to give head more is because i realized that it gave me pleasure yes and although i still have like some kind of expectation around my own orgasm coming after that Mm. i still realized that it's sometimes okay for it just to be about pleasure and not to be about orgasm exactly so let's actually just look into what exactly it means to orgasm and what it means to experience pleasure because those are two different statements they are and they're very broad and for some people, it might be hard to wrap your head around the idea of actually experiencing that pleasure without experiencing the orgasm because it mm, is possible, mm, you know? Mm. It's like having a cup of tea it brings you pleasure, but you're not going to orgasm. It's like taking a hot shower brings I'm you thinking, pleasure, but you're not I mean, going to orgasm. Your analogy is throwing me off. I was with you and so you brought in the tea. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. So let me, let me give you guys scientific definitions of what it actually means. So an orgasm is a dinner mints at the end of a five course meal pleasure is the whole meal from the bread basket to the dinner to the uh, oh my bad bread basket entree to the dinner mints mm. you know so it's it's the entire experience it's mm. what you feel it's it's the way you interact with each other it's your chemistry yeah. it's about a lot more than the physicality of it it's about like for me personally i even include like the talking before foreplay Mm, mm, that's exactly what i was thinking i was thinking like some of the best sex that i've had or even sexual encounters i've had is because of the chemistry between me and that person and even though i didn't necessarily orgasm was so pleasurable because of the entire experience. Yes. Because I giggled. Because Laughed. some funny thing happened. Yeah. Because, you know, we're both awkwardly trying to figure out each other's bodies. Like, yes. that's also part of the pleasure for me is yeah. like the little moments in between. And I think a lot of the time patriarchy or like the male gaze limits us from seeing those little moments in between because we're mm. so focused on the finish line. And like that, like for me, like I always say, like for me, the pleasure comes from waiting, the hype before, like I, yes. like before foreplay even, I want that your tension. energy, that sexual tension yes. to yes. be the thing that guides me. Obviously it's different when you, you are having sex with the same person consistency, consistently because that tension's still there on occasion, but other times it actually turns into situations where it's like the pleasure starts like when you did something as simple as make me a cup of tea once again, you know, and you just get me going. Or for you, meat eaters, it's like, oh, I had oyster. Not meat eaters. <laughs> Please, child. But I'm, I'm just thinking, like, once. it's even like those little moments, you know, like when you're with your partner and you're with other people. Yeah. And you guys have that little, like, exchange of 
Maybe we should go home. Exactly. Maybe we should be or alone. Even like, maybe we should go home. Like, yo, dog, is your calf empty right now? Where's the yeah, path? Or, or even like, it's that moment before you ask, when are we going home? It's exactly. that moment of like making that eye like, contact ooh. with your partner and then they say something. Or even like when your partner like touches you in a weird way and you're like, yeah. like, what's up? And I think that's like the main issues that people have centered orgasming and pleasure and the act of sex itself mm. as what should be causing you pleasure definitely as opposed to the entire experience so this term and orgasming has actually led to people cishet men wanting and demanding their partners to orgasm because that is the only way that they feel as though they can experience their pleasure too it's it's, it's mm. it feels like you know what if if she doesn't come, then I'm bad at sex. So yeah. she needs to come. Yeah. You know? And when that happens, it's called ego bruising. So often they have a strong negative reaction, which puts even more pressure on their partners to orgasm for the next time that they have sex. So I know personally, I've dated somebody that would always be irritated at the fact that I couldn't orgasm. So I'd just lie. I mean. Every time. Every time. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know, I, I, like, I'm, I'm enjoying sex with you. I'm just not orgasming. It's not personal. Yeah. It's just in that way, that's where our limitation is reached. That's that's not something that happens for you and I, but it doesn't change the fact that like sex is still pleasurable with you. The mm. experience is still pleasurable with you. And um, I remember because we were friends when I was going through mm, that. I remember yeah. this, yeah. And like it was, like I would say, it was a weird experience being with somebody and not knowing how to orgasm, but also knowing that I enjoy the experience. Mm. I think for me, like a lot of the time, I a lot of the time, okay, if I'm honest, I do orgasm, mm. but that's because my pleasure is, is so heightened. Does that make yeah. sense? And like, I have had partners who have pressured me into orgasm or I felt pressure to orgasm, but I've always made it very clear that it's okay. I had a good time. Mm. We can rest now. Like it's like, maybe we didn't reach the finish line, but the race isn't over. Like just a marathon, baby. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Nipsey hustle, not Nipsey hustle. I agree. Like that type of like, mentality and that type of like reassurance is like extremely important like for me personally in my experience at that time i couldn't do the reassurance because of just exactly how bruce's ego was mm. it was just mm. a consistent mm. thing it was a consistent conversation to a point where it literally just got to a point where it was like i don't even think i want to have sex with you anymore like type of thing because like despite how great i felt orgasm was normalized as the goal and that's the thing like that's why i also feel like things like porn and movies make orgasms so performative yeah it's it, it really emphasizes that idea that at the end of the day orgasms are what really make the moment mm-hmm. and um i've often played this this, this video of like I'm, I'm sure like you've heard it too because i've played yeah it, i've definitely heard people it yeah orgasming you know, and how there's an extreme pleasure center, right? And it's, it's loud, it's orgasmic, it's, it's very intense. But and it's very raw. It's like very when you hear it, it, it actually, it's, it is very raw and a bit jarring because you, I mean, personally, I'm not used to hearing that as the sound of an orgasm. Yeah. Because our orgasms are 
we know they're supposed to sound some type of way. They're supposed to sound sensual and soft mm. and almost elegant in their na- nature. But sex is very bestial. Like it's not like something. Look at you using <laughs> big words. <laughs> <laughs> not bestial. Yeah, but it's supposed to just be this very raw experience. Mm. But now because we've been taught that it's supposed to be gracious and and some type of way, it makes it very. It, it leads to the exact inverse. And then the opposite happens as well, where I remember when I first started having sex, I didn't have loud orgasms. Like, my orgasms were chips. Yeah. Silent. Extremely yeah. silent. Like, peep squeak. Like, and I thought, I also had that experience, and I thought that that was, like, that was me. I thought, yeah. like, I just didn't make a sound when I orgasmed. Yeah. And then I had sex with the right person, and I orgasmed with the right person, and it was very much more raw more orgasmic at the end of it i was kind of even embarrassed because i was like was i loud like was i not okay was i you know what i mean see mine was the inverse like i was like i was quiet because i was like i don't want to be loud because like i I think back to like orgasming and stuff like that like i don't want everyone to know like it was sex shady it was like Mm, i want everyone to know exactly what i'm experiencing you know so although orgasms feel good and it's natural to want to achieve them over and over again, being orgasm focused during sex can actually really be at the expense of someone's safety while being respect and connection to intimacy. Mm. And yeah. I think those are the most important things for me, like connection and intimacy. Yeah. Like safety and well-being, those are baseline things. Yes, exactly. Connection and intimacy, that's like... of the reason why I'm having sex with you. Even if I just met you, like, and and that's also something that we need to, like, normalize is, like, intimacy can exist without love, without... Yeah, without, like, a relationship. Without without emotional connection. Like, without emotional connection, we can connect as two people, find each other attractive, and decide to bump genitals. Yes, and that's totally normal. Like, I actually, like, I... I, And this is, for me, why that pregame... Of like when we yes. see each other, and it's like, like there are some people like even now I look at them and I'm like, yo, dude, like if I was in a relationship, like I barely know you from a bar of soap. Yes, but that intimacy, that connection, I feel with you just yes. from knowing you and being around yes. you. Yes, I wouldn't risk it all, but I would risk something. You know, not something, <laughs> not something, cha. And I think that's also what makes it easier to enjoy all of the sensations that you go through during sex. Is that mm. you're taking away all of that pressure. All of that that need to have this idealistic experience of what you have been taught that sex is, and it makes it easier for you. And orgasm sometimes can actually not be this great pleasurable experience that people expect it to be. There mm. are such things as bad orgasms. They're very like they they are bad orgasms, and we'll get deeper into that. Like there are orgasms that don't bring you pleasure they bring you pain instead and i'm going to speak we're going to speak specifically about three different types of orgasms so bad orgasms forced orgasms and painful orgasms you know because i'd like to speak about painful orgasms first because it's something i've actually experienced painful orgasms are orgasms that cause havers to have physical pain Mm. have you ever experienced anything like that no i've experienced something like that i have um, and it, it was, um, it was like, you know, when you've been having sex too much mm-hmm. and you keep orgasming too much. Yeah. And my partner kept 
emphasizing the fact that like no 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 you need to orgasm again so they keep going they keep going they keep going mm. but now my clitoris is overly stimulated to a point mm. of discomfort okay i've experienced it like that yeah but for me it's like i don't i don't i never viewed them as painful orgasms i yes. just thought it was like roughness yeah i get it i get that i get that but Further than that, there are some people who literally actually get physical, like actual, yeah. natural every single time. Not because of over over stimulation, stimulation yeah. but rather because it's actually an uncomfortable experience for them. Mm. I think it's some. I think it would also apply to people who penetration is a a discomfort, an uncomfortable experience for them. Penetration yeah. isn't for them. Yeah, you know, and they're definitely like people out there who that is their experience, and that's completely valid. And like. We shouldn't um, pressure these people into feeling things that are painful. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, definitely. That's not the point of sex. That's not the point of intimacy. Mm. And that's the thing. Like, that is why it's so important to value your partner's pleasure as much as it is important to value your own. Mm. Because if you're not doing that, if you're not valuing your partner's pleasure, unless they are an ancient man, which, okay, cool, listen, I'm not saying do bad things, but I'm just saying you don't need to fuck with your pleasure that hard. Like... <laughs> don't make that your focus, you Don't know? make that your focus. Um, You really need to contemplate that because what may, might be lovely for somebody else might not be lovely for your partner. Mm. You know? Like, some people who like certain types of kink um, won't... Other people won't enjoy it. Yeah. Other people want to experience that same type and of And we preach this all the time on the podcast about communication yes. and like open dialogue about what is comfortable and what is pleasurable for you. Yeah. And, you know, some people hear it, but they, they're not listening. So they keep repeating the same mm. issues, the same errors. And you're going through this consistent cycle of trying to explain to somebody, listen, this actually isn't for me. And like, if a woman says like, yeah, no, 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 like, or, or somebody who's, who's penetrable says, Listen, I'm actually not keen for like this type of 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 sexual encounter. Mm. Like sex doesn't, like we said, it doesn't exist on the basis of penetration. Sex is so much more than penetration. Definitely. So when you censor that sex around that penetration, like you you aren't actually considering your person's needs and their values and their wants, you know? Mm. And oftentimes people who do experience things like painful orgasms, they won't be articulate about it because how do you begin to explain something that's not even discussed in LO? Definitely. And I think that's also the thing is like these, because we center orgasms, we believe that everyone wants to have them. Yes. And this is the problem. Like sometimes people don't want to have penetrative sex. Mm. Sometimes people don't want to actually even orgasm. Mm. You know? We're just there for the vibes. Literally just there for the vibes. And yeah. so it's important to like be mindful and listen. Mm. Someone can say something a hundred times, but if you're not listening, you're never gonna hear it. Yeah. Like I this morning had sex on the basis of the fact that I actually had extremely bad bad back pains yes i wanted to relieve the pressure from my sure. back and the tension from my back sure and so the goal was not even orgasm it wasn't orgasm i was like dude like this has worked before let's try it again mm, mm. you know i was like dude like my back is painful like i didn't actually like express that because i didn't feel the need to because i was like ah two for one doug let's go you know but <laughs> my, <laughs> my sense of wasn't like i wasn't focused on pleasure i was just there for for 
was but, focused on the pleasure mm. that would come from the alleviating the pain, mm, mm. but I wasn't focused on the, the pleasure that would come from the orgasm. That mm. meant nothing to me. I was it's very like, content with not orgasm. Sometimes I even um, do penetrative masturbation while I'm on my period mm. to alleviate pe- period, period pains. Pain. Yeah. And like, my goal is actually not even to make myself orgasm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I'm just like, to help the pain. I'm like, let's dilate this bitch. You know, let's, let's get it all out. She, yeah, like let's get everything out. Yeah, she can be happy. I can be happy. We, we can coexist. You know what I mean? You know. So another type of um uncomfortable or bad orgasm is a forced orgasm. So I think this is actually more. I think this is actually more along the lines of what I was referring to last when I was when I said my mm, partner mm. was um wanting me to orgasm. So it is kinky consensual practice of a dominant making their submissive orgasm so according to a sexologist marla renee stewart this is also a term used for orgasms during non-consensual situations like during sexual assault that's very important to note Mm. you can orgasm during sexual assault yeah so i think for forced orgasms there's definitely two different categories like Mm. there's there's a forced orgasm that is consensual where someone agrees that you are pushing the limits of how many orgasms i can possibly have yeah and then there is this person is violating you, the agency of your body but, yeah. and your body, not because of your own pleasure, but because of its physicality is responding. This is such a crazy thing to reference, but I remember when I was younger and I was mm-hmm. watching Oprah mm-hmm. and she was speaking about her sexual assault. She was mm-hmm. like, this is what she would experience like a forced orgasm. Like, mm. She would orgasm on the basis of the fact that this is natural and this is normal. And this is something that stayed with me throughout my life. And when I was sexually assaulted, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Fuck. Like, I'm Mm. not weird for still Mm. having, like, Mm. getting wet, still being stimulated by it. Like, because there's this idea and this notion that's, like, preached to us that, like, no, 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 no. Like, if it's violence, if it's, if it's, if you're not wet, if somebody's forcing themselves into you, that is what makes sexual assault. But it's not true. Like, also the thing is that we must understand that, like we have been saying, we need to separate orgasms from pleasure. Yeah. An orgasm is a physical response to something. Yes. Pleasure is also a physical response to something, but mm. it requires you to be more, have more, um agency and it's psychological yes definitely like this kind of forced orgasm is purely physical and and Mm. relates in no way to your emotional or psychological relation to the person definitely like it's 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 really crazy when i think about it because it's like even when and and this is such an extreme example when people take drugs right certain Mm. drugs like ecstasy or mdma they actually become more aroused yeah right so people can say i was i was like sexually assaulted while i was on these medications or while mm. i was on these drugs mm. and people would be like no but you seem so like and so you seem so keep no sir that is a physical response occurring to the stimulants that are in my body, body exactly like- Exactly. And now the original term, bad orgasm, which actually can happen during consensual sex. So this has negative impacts on your relationship, sexuality, and or psychological health based on research done by the Archive of Sexual Behavior. So listen, I, this is so interesting to me because I, I think about, do you know when you are watching pornography, 
mm. and you orgasm and then afterwards you're like covered in the shame and dirt that actually could be orgasm. a bad orgasm yeah or when you have sex with somebody and you look at them and you, they give you the ick immediately afterwards <laughs> and it's like yeah like yeah. that like as much as it's not as dramatic as the others like that to me is a bad orgasm like i remember Definitely. i used to have sex with this guy who my body loved but my mind hated and mm-hmm. afterwards i'd just be like oh you dirty fucking whore mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i just walk away covered in the shame the guilt of the fact that i cannot stand this man but my body loved him and this is like again i'm gonna say separate orgasms from pleasure exactly like, it's so important like not all orgasms are wonderful pleasurable moments like sometimes my body reacted and sometimes i like that my body reacted and sometimes i don't like that my body reacted yeah like for me the pleasure was physical but psychologically it wasn't there sure and that's why like i've thought about when i read this i was thinking about like those moments where you cry after sex uncontrollably you don't know why and it's like bro like i'm actually not okay yeah. psychologically and it's not that i didn't want this it's not that it wasn't consensual it's just that it was a bad experience yes i actually would rather have not had this experience with you yeah it's like for me like this has happened like especially that whole crying thing that happened to me a lot in a past situation mm. where because of the emotional trauma and it was like i had stockholm syndrome mm. i've actually been diagnosed with stockholm syndrome once lol but this is like a completely different one so i had like stockholm syndrome where um i would go back to this person and every time i would go back i remember the one time i was literally on top and i was crying and i orgasmed and i was like not like this you know and you know? actually like because of that, I, I experienced that with someone, maybe not on that deeper level, yeah. but someone who was toxic in my life. Yes. And I once cried after having sex with them. Mm. And I very consciously, like, from that moment, made the decision that I would have conversations with myself, mm. especially when going back and having sex with an ex or someone who had just yeah. hurt me, have a conversation with myself before we have sex about how I thought I would feel afterwards. Yeah. Because as much as we need to separate orgasms from pleasure, I don't I don't want to engage in orgasms and pleasurable experiences mm. where I regret them afterwards. Yeah. In any kind of way, you know? See, like mine, I won't say it was regret. It was more like I was... Yeah, yours was yeah, deeper. I was a lot deeper then just regret it was like having this extreme emotional connection to somebody and feeling like you know what maybe you'll change after this time maybe mm. you'll change after this time you know and like i wish i could say i was like no i was so much younger no it literally was like it was two years ago yeah like not even two years ago it was this year too mm. where i i literally was having sex with somebody and i remember like turning around and swiveling so that i wouldn't i'd be like reverse cowgirl so you wouldn't so actually you wouldn't see, see their my face. face. Mm. But then I was like, then I looked at my mirror and I was like, oh no, girl, I think you need to heal. I definitely blocked him after that. Like I definitely had to. Like that was, that, I was blocked like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, because of as much as like the sex was good and it was pleasurable. Like I said before, there's also the psychological element that we really need to consider that makes that orgasm feel bad. Like, mm. especially when I did orgasm, I felt bad because I was like, oh my God, I'm putting myself in this situation again. Mm. I don't know why I'm back here. I mean, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't even, it was it was that dirty porn feeling, mm. you know? So, 
So there are ways though to shift from orgasm centric to pleasure centric. Yeah, now that we've now that we've trashed orgasms. Now that we've trashed them. Now that we don't like them anymore. Don't fuck with those holes. <laughs> like, Let's get into how to move past centering them. Because they're definitely. not the end all and be all of sex. They're really not. In fact, like to be honest, like I said prior, like some of the best sex I've personally had, and I don't know if you agree with us, mm. has been without orgasm. It's definitely been yeah. with some wild tension. But like, you know, it's just that like <laughs> wild tension. Yeah. It's just you know, sometimes, like we spoke about in our, our prior episode, is that, like, I will be right there on the edge and you'll shift me. Mm, mm. But I'll be at that 90% of edging where mm. it keeps getting better, keeps getting better. And sometimes you're orgasm before me and that's okay. Like, mm, I'm not going mm. to, like, force your hand for you to to get me to orgasm because sometimes by the time you're done I'm also done in the sense of the fact mm. that I actually don't care for this orgasm anymore like I'm done with this experience yeah like thank yeah. you like yeah. no I'll save myself for the next round and I think like a lot of the inspiration for this specific episode came from the fact that we as women who have had sex with men have had gone through periods where orgasms weren't guaranteed oh definitely and so had to focus more on pleasure and on the experience as a whole rather than reaching an orgasm yeah and i think that that's definitely something that men need to learn from women or from Mm. people who haven't experienced orgasm is that it's not the main goal like the Mm. main goal like i said is for connection and intimacy Mm. like when i switched my birth control Mm that was the st- stage in which I, I couldn't experience orgasm at all period mm-hmm. like nothing like I, even in masturbating i couldn't experience orgasm mm. and i think we've discussed this a lot i went through a stage where i would attempt to masturbate and i'd always just fall asleep i would never reach yeah. orgasm i would never reach climax like it just would not happen no matter how hard i tried my body and my mind physically rejected the concept of an orgasm sure you know and that is such a thing where you feel like mentally there's something like exhausted in mm. you you feel like why am i not experiencing this the way in which i'm supposed to be experiencing why am i not enjoying sex the way i've been told that sex is meant to be enjoyable mm. you know mm. and it's, it also even comes from learning that not everybody orgasms the same way definitely you know definitely like please guys we don't all have that meg ryan scene where she's screaming in the (laughs) diner please like that's not all of us i mean she did that scene please and she she did a while shout out to her you know so there are multiple ways to shift your focus from orgasm to pleasure so one of them is to take penetration off the table. Focus on the other stuff like foreplay because that implies that penetration is the only, is like the actual thing that makes it sex. Mm. But it's okay because that's that's what we know it to be. Mm-hmm. So in just having these discussions and using these bad words, we're going to learn new things. So let's not even think about foreplay as like the moment before sex. Let's think about it as the moment before even getting fucking intimate. Yeah. Let's think about it as a moment like we were speaking about, like the talking and the The car. initiation of initiation. intimacy. Yeah. You know? Do you think that this is something you could do long term? Like take penetration off the table? What is long term? Like something that you could do on a regular basis. Not have penetration sex? Yeah. I don't think so. 
Really? I think that even like if I was in a same-sex relationship, mm. I enjoy penetration. And like for a long time, even like, because I was celibate for two years. Yeah. So I wasn't being penetrated been being penetrated because at the time i had nails <laughs> let me say that like I, I had nails at the time also so like i wasn't penetrating myself and i wasn't being penetrated by other people yeah and for me i was very dissatisfied in my sex life oh wow That's i think for me penetration is like as much as i enjoy other stimulus mm. penetration is like my peak of stimulus Mm, I get that. And, and and that's also because I have experienced orgasm yeah. through penetration. So I view it as a pleasurable experience. experience. Yeah. But I understand that, like, it's not a pleasurable experience. Yeah. Like, I personally can go without penetration. I can do it for weeks and months and I'll be entirely okay. Like, and, and I actually realize that now because a lot of the time I've actually said to my partner like yo dude I actually don't want to have penetrative sex mm. let's do some hand stuff like let's mm. have a vibe like for me that's a lot more in it like intimate like things like mutual masturbation small things like that like just getting to know each other intimately and physically through that and giving each other like that type of expression is great for me especially because of how exhausted i am so obviously for the last few months you know this mm. i've gone through like an extreme bout of fatigue mm. where mm. like even getting on top like i, I remember the uh, where i really reached my peak was two weeks ago when i was like in an elevator and i was like oh my god i think i'm gonna faint mm. i'm like way too like tired to stand up i couldn't even run on the treadmill you know like i could run on the treadmill but i couldn't run on the treadmill yeah. you know and like that for me made me like really these past few months have really taught me how much i actually value other things outside of penetration you Mm. know i like the long foreplay i like a long like period before the actual like i was about to say plowing wow that was (laughs) horrible word to use i'm so sorry but like before like that that actual penetration because like that for me is actually where things are, are at the most exciting the most stimulating and and oftentimes especially um when i went off of birth control for the last like what two years i realized that like i don't get as like aroused like and wet as i used to before mm-hmm. the last like year and a half i've realized like ever since being off birth control it's like my body still feels like it's adjusting to like this concept of like okay cool like it's just us now like how do we work mm. you know mm. so sometimes mm. penetration won't last like i still get like sing- like uncomfortably wet but like i'll get drier so much quicker as opposed to before where i stay consistently wet throughout I like you know it's 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 funny like I even feel weird for enjoying penetration because I feel mm. like not not in a way that's like I don't really enjoy it but I actually genuinely do enjoy it and it's not that I think it's because other parts of my body are not as sensitive as my genitals. Yeah. So I don't know if we've spoken about this on the podcast before, but like my nipples are not as sensitive as I wish they were. Yeah. But like my skin is sensitive. I don't know. Like yeah, if you I get touch you. me, like that's really 
I, I enjoy it's, that. Like, touch me. Like, mm, do you know what I mean? I want to be like touched. That, like, that chest on, on nipple. No, but not even like just oh. my breast. Like, yeah. My back, my neck, yes. my arms. Like, gentle touch, especially when I'm aroused, yeah. is very enjoyable to me. And it's not that necessarily that penetration is like the goal, mm. but it is something that I enjoy as a stimulant mm. amongst other things and your sexual I definitely experience. don't like it alone like don't just do that like yeah don't just you poke know what at I mean? me like don't poke at me especially <laughs> like even if it's just your if it's your fingers if it's your genitals if it's a vibrator like there always has to be something else accompanying it yeah but I do like penetration definitely it is super pleasurable for me yeah so another means to shift your focus from orgasm to pleasure is to become a student of pleasure. And I think this is super important. Yeah. So this means read up on the differences about orgasm and pleasure. And I think something that you also really need to do in this situation is to communicate with your partner. Yeah. What do you like? Mm. What gets you going? Mm. Mm. And also like I've had to learn. So for me, I always used to have this thing where I was like, dude, I'm not here to build a bear. And I'm not going <laughs> to teach a man how to have sex with me so he can go have sex with Spun Spun over there again afterwards. <laughs> Like, that was literally always me. I was yeah. like, no, I'm not playing that game. But it's that funny because we're not, like, we're not the same people. So exactly. even if you're building a bear... Someone else has to build them. Yeah, that's it. still your bear, baby. You know, like, there are some people I'm so happy you built the bears. Shout out to you, host. You guys worked hard. You guys did what you had to do. I fuck with you guys more than anybody. You guys built the fuck out of those bears. Yeah. Thanks for building those bears. Thank honey. you for building those bears. I you guess. Know? You know? I guess. I guess. Like... Because there are some people who just have that magic touch. They're the love doctors, you know? What love doctors? I'm like, 50 cents. I got the magic stick. I'm the love doctor. Guys, just so you know, I was, I, I was giving her a weird look. during that <laughs> of silence because... Quoting 50 cents. On pleasure. I mean, I'm into 50 cents, but like... Would you rather quote DJ Khaled? Please, actually, that would be DJ Khaled who doesn't give a I know, I know that would be, be the funnier. best. That would be <laughs> literally the another worst. one. Like... <laughs> Rather, that, then... that's funny. But, Fifty cents. But yeah, so like, I like there are some people who literally just have it innately in them. Mm. But there's other people that you have to like, you know. Now I become more sensitive to the, the the idea of grooming people to please you. I think that's really important because now i'm sitting here now i'm wasting my time now i'm just waiting i'm just waiting for my time to shine but you you actually don't know what's up like but you also like people have to be also be teachable yes this is also like what's like this tip is to become a student of pleasure it's not that like i'm not giving you the whole book you also Mm. have to want to know mm. do you research wash some things dude you know in fact just ask me a goddamn question mm. and this was like previously we have promoted like mutual masturbation i think mm. mutual masturbation is a really 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 cool way and i'm using that word like, <laughs> it's a really cool way to get to know like what your partner enjoys yeah like, that's one of the greatest things like I have always wanted a man who literally, (laughs) this is going to sound weird, but like who literally will just sit and masturbate in front of me and not like, I don't want to say, I don't want to touch myself, but I just want to be like, oh my word. Yeah, same. That's what you're into for yourself. Like, because that's hot. I actually had a friend who, 
who did this, you know, story I'm going with. Yeah. We have a friend who did this on a one night stand and she was just like, yo, dog, like, show me. Chop, chop. Let's do it. <laughs> you know? And she, she just watched it. But, you know, I always thought about that. I was like, wow, that's quite interesting. Mm. You know? And also like, it's also very important when people do share these things with you, don't shame them. There's yeah. no shame and, the things that you do or how you enjoy certain things. It's you your know? body. It's, it's your pleasure. Yeah, it's like, your pleasure please. centers. Like it has nothing to do with anyone else. You know, I am into something very, very dark, like really dark. It's a bit mm. fucked up, mm-hmm. low key. but it's only fucked up because it's very anti-feminist and uh, like, Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> what can I say, dog? What can I say? You know? we, we all have our little slips. We all in have life. our little slip ups in life and mine is clearly what it is, you know? And, but it's consensual, uh, which is the most important part. Yeah. Like, if it's not consensual, then no, 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 no. Mm. Like, I've even had to be like, Doug, come on. Like, again, Doug, come on, please, dude. Come on. Like, <laughs> now you're just taking a bit too far. Come on. <laughs> so I, when I was sharing, like, that kink with my partner for the first time, and it really was what I knew I could trust him with. Like, mm. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, okay, I feel like I've known you long enough. I feel like our relationship is strong enough, and I've never felt any type of ways which is wild because i said this in two weeks after two weeks i was like dude listen listen guys wanted to try this. i honestly as Nonchi's best friend have gone through a lot with her in this relationship like i'm gonna write a book in two years holla at me about the time i tried to be in a relationship for one month and now honestly yeah. it's been a few so like sharing that experience and being like okay listen like this is actually what i'm into this is what i'm down for like this is the kind of dirty shit that i like like mm. you know and having somebody else be like okay cool like i'm gonna reciprocate it and then in fact embracing it mm. where i don't even need to ask anymore mm. like you just know when it's time and it's on mm. site you know mm. it's a very comforting feeling and i think that is what it means to become a pleasure like a student of pleasure to really understand what your partner needs mm. and when they need it and what they enjoy without that judgment that comes with it sometimes. Mm. And I think it goes back to like connection and intimacy and it mm. and it also like you know I've I've been with I was about to say a lot of people but like <laughs> <laughs> I've been with people who I knew and people who I didn't know and oftentimes the experiences with people who I knew before like even being attracted to them mm. were more pleasurable because there was a better like connection and sense of yeah. intimacy. So whatever we shared and whatever like was happening between us in that moment, mm. what, we, we trusted each other more yeah. fundamentally. Definitely. And so like uh, we were more open to sharing our dark, dirty kinks. Yeah. Like this is what feels good. This is yeah. what, like, bangs for me, you know? And, I, like, you have moments where you're like, I know it's wild, but just, like... Just come on. Just, just, just try it out. You know, if you want to, let's try this. I'm, yeah. I, it would be pleasurable for me. Yeah, like, and, and I think that's important, too. Like, you know, just because it's pleasurable for you doesn't mean it's pleasurable for your partner sometimes, mm. you know? Because sometimes, like, there are certain people where, you know what, like... Like, I like to eat ass, as I've said prior... We have, I've put it on the table. Multiple times. <laughs> like, <laughs> put it on the table and be like, Doug, listen, I'm down for this. Are you down for this? Mm. But some people I can tell they are literally physically nervous. So I'll be like, listen, mm. dude, no, no, it's okay. But I'm not eating anybody's ass, please. I'm not eating anybody's ass. I'm very particular about which asses I eat. And we have to have been together more than like five times. And we need to only be seeing each other for me to <laughs> I eat I thought you were going to say five and years. Two. I was going to be like, wow. 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 Who is that? 
bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was also like, give me names, you know? And like, we had to only like exclusively be seeing each other for, like I said, those five mm. times, you know? So, um, <laughs> I'll, I put it on the table and I've, I've seen like the actual fear in their eyes and I'm like, but it, we don't have to. It's mm. not for everybody. Mm. It's not for everybody. Like, you know, so yeah. But the last one is just fucking stop asking about orgasms, dog. That's a really great way to... Quit sh- asking me if I've come. a really great Please. way to shift the focus. So basically, rather than focusing on your partner achieving orgasm, focus on the level of pleasure during sex. Use mm. phrases like, how does this feel for you? Does this feel good for you? Can I bring you pleasure right now? I want to make you feel good. That like, that one turns me on. I want to make you feel good. Oh, oh. my word. Please. Really? Sure. What are you doing? Really? Because I have a list. Yeah. Let's go. Like, <laughs> you know? what? Uh, like, yo. Like, I really think that those, shifting your focus away from being like, have you come yet? Did you yeah. orgasm? <laughs> and asking those other questions, which are more centered around pleasure. Yeah. Really helps the situation because it takes the pressure off of mm. the person who's having the orgasm. Mm. And it also takes the pressure off of the person who's giving the orgasm. Yeah, because definitely. if the pressure isn't about the person needing to orgasm or you needing to give it to them, then we can just focus on what we're currently doing. Yeah. Having fun. And also, like, you know, sometimes it's nice to ask questions. Like, for me, like, I I don't know about if this applies to you too, but I like being complimented. I like being put in, at ease. Mm-hmm. I like to feel good. So focus on... <laughs> I love how you ask me to... I don't know if this is true for you. Yeah, I like compliments. <laughs> what? Like, I love, like, a compliment or, like, a, like I, I used to have a partner who used to tell me how you felt about me during sex. Oh and yeah, that's yeah, that's my fave. That's good. Yeah, that's my fave. Yeah, Yo, what a toxic man. Yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> but it's like I also used to have a, I used to have a, I've had someone once say to me like, because I obviously I like rough sex. Yeah, and in that moment I was definitely getting ready because I was we were in that moment prior. Yeah, and I was getting ready to be rough and be like in the moment yeah and he distinctly like stopped looked at me and said i don't want to be rough i just want to be present and love you and i was like i just know he fucked up your life there's no man that can say that and not fuck up your life where am i right now (laughs) where am i right now I'm telling the whole of my sex life, please. Men will say the wildest things during bed and then yeah. you'll come out of it and then like they're just like they're back to being themselves and Literally. you're like I, you know that you know that video of that woman where she was like, Why are you being weird to me? Yeah, literally. That's because you you literally said to me, I wanna be present, sir. That's why like, I'm being weird to you. Like you're sitting here, you're telling me about your emotions and your feelings and you're doing this and you're grinding on me slowly like it's an R and B music. I literally could shed a strong tear right now. Ah, here. Just thinking about all that trauma. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Anyway, so what I've learned from this shit is mm-hmm. don't trust men once again. Listen, if I haven't told you once, if I haven't told you twice, I'm gonna have to tell you three times. Yeah, don't I trust think men. We'll end every episode by saying don't trust men. Don't now. trust men. Um the next thing I would like to say is that so what I've really learned in this is like, you know what, actually, like, listen, maybe I need to reconsider my head vow. Oh, Oh, and let me tell you why. Because oh, listen, listen, listen. 
feel like getting up and dancing right now. Oh my word. Only because, you know what? For so long, I've just been angry. Yeah. <laughs> I've been angry. You haven't been censoring so pleasure. I haven't been censoring their pleasure. I've been yes. censoring my pleasure. And that's yes. selfish. That's genuinely selfish. It was reparations. I, it was reparations, yes, definitely. But I think now the wounds have healed, you know? Mm. Obviously the wounds have healed because this man gets head. He must be happy where the fuck he is. Yeah. You know, my boyfriend. But other... <laughs> oh no, we're supposed to talk about a random man. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let me go find some randoms. Let me go find some random. I just double check, you know? <laughs> but like other men, like I think now that the wounds have healed and the scars have healed, I think if I do get into another position where I am having casual sex... I think I really do need to reconsider that whole idea only because um, perhaps, you know, as, as much as it's not for my pleasure and if I don't feel like I'll feel any pleasure getting it, then I don't need to do it. But also at the same time, I do need to contemplate the fact that like, you know what, if I do want this long foreplay, if I do want this long arousal period mm. where like we said, it's not orgasm centered, it's pleasure centered. Mm then I really do need to reconsider it. Because I think also part of the reason why my casual sex had turned into a stage where there was no head is because it had turned into orgasm centered and my mm. orgasm was centered to that. What have you learned? <laughs> <laughs> she said so much. Now she throws me the mic, please. Um, You know what? And I'm going to say something wild. I don't think I've really like learned anything. I think that this like confirmed for me a lot of things that I already felt about orgasm and pleasure and stuff. Like for a long time, I had centered orgasms. And the moment that I stopped centering orgasms, I began to have more of them because my pleasure was heightened. 100%. So for me, this is already how I approach Mm. sex Mm. and intimacy and whatever. Like I have... A belief that even if we're having casual sex, there is a connection, there is a a, mm. an, a a level of intimacy that I want to experience with that person. Yeah, definitely. So I think that like maybe one thing I've learned is that maybe I must be prioritizing my own pleasure more than I'm because mm. I'm a giver as yeah. a person in general. I'm a bit of a people pleaser, so like. I do enjoy giving more than receiving. Mm. And so maybe I must be more communicative about the fact that I would like to receive. Receive. Yeah. I receive. I receive. <laughs> I receive. <laughs> there's more to life than the physical. And there's more to asexuality than not having sex. Join us next week as we discuss asexuality. Dairy Media Production.